There is a person who is using their forehead in a very interesting way. All of that will be revealed. Plus, who does the rapping in your house? And what's the new Wonder Woman 84 film like? I went and saw it. You're going to hear that and so much more. Shall we start? One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to the Brownload, boys. Here we are once again. Hello, hello. Spread all across the planet. Kedge from sunny northwest London. Me yep. from my kitchen as normal. Uh, and Sachin's in Dubai still. Hey, yeah, Sachin, right? Man, it's raining over here. It's rainy Dubai. Oh. It's snowing. It's like minus one. Oh, no. Um, the weather's really bad, man. Like, I, wish I, I wish I was with you guys back in sunny London. Um, I, I can believe it, Satch. I can, you know what, January, for, for a split second there, I thought you were serious. It's only because I saw you. I can see you via our Skype call. That I was like, oh, Sweaty. God, he's joking. I'm, I'm there. No, not quite warm. this time next week. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, end of next week. So um, It's warm. It's what I yeah, just switched yeah. the AC on. It's warm. Oh, the AC. The AC, He's yeah. put the AC on. I had to do my, it. My car won't let me put my fans on in the car without the AC coming on. Can't you just have hover without it being AC hover? Of course yeah, you can. You just have to switch it off. Yeah, press, yeah pre- you press that window th- sign. It looks like the Wi-Fi signal. Do you know that, you know that the front windscreen button? You know, it looks like the Wi-Fi yeah. bar. Yeah, and, but then AC comes on automatically. Yeah, so you press the AC button off. And then off. The, the window thing goes off. The two have to oh. do... No, no, no. When you put the window thing on, like the front window, the AC yeah. comes on for that because you need the cold air to get rid of all the steam. Uh-huh. And then once you turn that off... The AC will go off, but but in in normal cars you can you can switch that off. I don't know what <laughs> little that, you know that, sort of that version you've got. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it was. It's a, what do you want me to say? It's a model kit car. I made it myself out yeah. of some what Lego pieces. Techniques. Yeah, yeah tech techniques. Oh man, that's <laughs> that's a that is up there. There's there's going to be a dictionary of throwback words from my childhood. Torsion. Remember I spoke about Adidas torsion when I saw the oh, word tor- yeah. torsion is a throwback word and techniques. <laughs> techniques Lego was like man, that's on another level. I'm not re- I'm not in that league. That was for somebody. I, I, I ventured into the Technics Lego because I'm, sh- I'm sure you did. Because sure. I thought I'd clocked Lego properly, <laughs> and then I ventured into Technics, and it had the pneumatic pump, uh, uh, which was part of the car. Obviously, I didn't even know how to say pneumatic until like, last year. So you know, and I, so I didn't know what it did, and then, and then I gave up. I didn't finish the car because it, it was uh, like this. I graduated too early. Or tried to anyway. God, you can't help it, Kedge. You're a, you're a Lego prodigy. You know you're ahead of your time. Ahead of your time, right? Wow. Like, like most geniuses, they'll look back on you in years to come and they'll kind of go, yeah. "That guy, that guy had it all." How are you, boys? Everything all right? Other than that, everything good, everything good? Yeah, I mean everything's good. I like, can't complain. Still, still, um, still out here. Really, I'm not. I'm, I'm not back till next week. Well, you're That's... detached from it, though, Sat. You're detached from the latest issues that we're we're all facing. Well, I don't think I'm kind of detached totally. Like, I, I'm still kind of in the loop. I'm hearing bits and bobs. I've heard that we've gone into another tier. Am I right? Yes, we are going to be... Uh, it's apparently... It was all kind of like really quickly done, wasn't it? I, I think normally we have we have a bit of leakage from from the from from the government and then it takes a few days. But this kind of, you know, from the moment the whispers started flying around to actually being announced. It was very quick. And then we were, oh, look, London and parts of Watford and and Essex are going into tier three. Well, that's because up until now, the whole thing was, guys, we're going to have to be a little bit kind of strict and, you know, regionalize our lockdowns up until the, whatever it was, the 23rd, 24th. And then we were all going to get five days shortly over Christmas to kind of 
breathe all over each other and then we deal with it all in the new year kind of yeah. approach. Yeah. But what's happened in the last few days is numbers in London, particularly where it obviously affects me and Kedge and um, some of our listeners will have relatives and friends and stuff in London. It's suddenly London numbers are suddenly going up. I don't know why. They're just suddenly there's more cases. So now they're kind of going, actually, let's time, let's lock down, let's lock down now harder. So they're going in hard for a few days so that we can still get Christmas off. So hopefully we'll see some benefits by next well, week. But you're right. It has come about quickly. I think that's quite a good thing then if it's happened straight away. Because, I mean, last time, the last few times, everyone's been sort of dilly-dallying around saying, oh, it's happening next week. You know, it's happening in a few days. This is like, all right, from tomorrow, bang, you ain't going nowhere. That's right. That's yeah, right. so when this podcast comes out, we will be in tier three. And this time, even Watford and surrounding areas are bumped into it as well. So like a lot of Hertfordshire is, a lot of Essex is. I mean, a lot of schools in Essex have already shut down, haven't they? Secondary yep. schools and all that, teaching for online. I've got family. I've got family. And again, you know, there's a kid in the class who's got it, another kid in the class who's got it, and then their kids got it, and their parents have now got it. The, all of a sudden, this week, COVID came home. COVID, oh, wow. you know, has, has, come, has come to my kind of inner circle of family, cousins, first cousins. My first cousin. Wow. Actually, Satch, my cousin, my cousin who, who you, whose wedding you DJed at when we first met, Oh, she's yeah. got it. She's got. She's oh, wow. got COVID. Her and her fella. Um, I, when I didn't know Satch, she actually introduced me to him. She went, "Oh yeah, brilliant DJ." And I remember I, I danced a lot that night to your to your music, and I thought that that guy's all right, you know, that DJ. Yeah. Who would have thought all these years later? But yeah, she's got it. So our mutual connection in that respect. So yeah, it's it's very close to home. So, and also I heard today on the news, there's a new strand of COVID as well. So there's this new remix that maybe is what's affecting the South yeah. of the it's, UK right now. Come on, Health Secretary Craig, let's have a little uh, <laughs> official word. <laughs> so hold on a minute. On that note, uh, Satch, I don't know, maybe you can't answer this one. If that, if our Health Secretary is called uh, Hancock, what is, what is the Brownload Health Secretary called? Anyway, um, the official line is that apparently it's mutating the, the the covid virus is mutating that's why um my uh partner in crime matt hancock reckons that you know it's getting a little bit serious and dangerous and so we need to you know sort of band down the hatches um what i don't understand is that you know again we're we're, we're going into this tier three so football fans we were getting excited weren't it? because football fans are allowed in they're not going to be allowed in from 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 again from wednesday onwards so that would have been yesterday when this podcast came out but so it, it ruins a lot of things theaters closing again but hair salons are open weird you know mm. it's it's you know, the high street is still going to be open but they're telling you they're warning you not to come into central london to do your christmas shopping shopping Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that's quite good information you've just given me there. Because I, I was in a bit of a dilemma and I thought about actually having a haircut out here before coming back next week. But now that you're saying it's open, yeah. i stick to my regular one when I get back. You wouldn't have a haircut abroad. Why? Because there's a lot that gets lost in translation. And, and, and I did it once. I even had a haircut in India once and I yeah, looked but right Lalu. Yes, but that's in India. It's completely different here, unfortunately. <laughs> Not unfortunate. Fortunately, yeah. everyone careful. Yeah, because no. clearly there there no. are no in, there are no Indians in Dubai. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the, Dubai is. I think the majority of the population is is Indian in Dubai right now because of all yeah. the stuff. If you get a haircut, it will probably be probably be by an Indian chap, yeah. and therefore you will look like Yo-Yo Honey Singh by the end of it. You'll have a, like a little, <laughs> <laughs> have a little mullet with a faded line. In it. 
don't be silly. But then, like an- another point that you just raised there, Kedge, is do I need to buy any uh, Christmas presents for anyone, and can I buy them when I get back? I think you will be allowed to buy them um, when you come back here if you want to venture out. Like I said, you know, Amazon's in the world. Let's face it. It's, you know, that's, that's what you everyone's living off at the moment. You don't have to go out. You're safe. And there's no shortage of loo rolls or anything like that at the moment. So I think you'll be fine shopping here. But if you want to get a little, you know, few cheap ones from Duty Free, go for it. Now, I, see, I disagree because when Satch gets back, it'll be just after Christmas. He can just pick up everything in the sales and go, result, here you go, people. No. I was extra no, I'm, generous. I'm, I'm back before Christmas, Tommy. That's a problem. Yeah, but you ain't going to see anyone on Christmas Day. You can you can arrange to give people their presents, unless it's your immediate close ones. You can arrange mm-hmm. to give people their presents in the new year. I'm just Satch saying. Is, gonna... Satch is just getting back for the big hungama. He doesn't yeah. want to miss out. So he is coming back for the full, you know, yeah. he doesn't yeah. miss so, that. So, so should I just extend my ticket and stay? Is that what you're saying, basically, no. Tommy? I, I want you to extend your ticket and stay there because you'll then be out there when I'm out there and we could hang out together. That's selfishly, that would be lovely. So yeah, I tell you what we could actually go to, Tommy, because I went to something this week and I thought of you and I thought you'd actually like this when you come out here. I went to Winter Wonderland in Dubai. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Yep. Yeah. Where where would you put Winter Wonderland in Dubai? Um, just off the top, like you know, where would you kind of put? It? Where would you locate it if you were well, thinking it, Dubai? You couldn't where, do it outdoors because it's too hot. Because so Winter Wonderland's a bit like what we have here. You have ice rinks, rides, yes, you know, winter kind of games, drinks, yes, mold snow, wine, whatever, snow that falling, kind of, all yeah, of that, yeah, all that. So just a big kind of you know winter spectacular. So you, that would have to be somewhere indoors though. So it'd be like probably like some snow dome or you know the, the ski dome if they've got one there, something like that. Well. It was actually on the beach. Love. Okay, yeah, but so it wasn't. So what? How, did they actually? Did they actually make it feel wintry? Yeah, yeah, it was snowing. It was snowing. Only in Dubai. It was snowing where I was there, and I was like, oh, I've got to tell the boys about this. It was pretty good. Lovely. That brilliant. sounds brilliant. See, so you can get the sunshine. You get a little bit of winter feeling. So, because I was worried about that. About oh, will will this Christmas not feel very Christmassy because it's out in the sunshine? But thank you, Satch. Reassurance. I'm looking forward to a bit of winter action. So Satch seems to be having a whale of a time out there. We haven't mm. asked you, Tommy. How's your week been? What's happened with you? Anything to report? Um, well, this is like, you know, like I said, the, the build up to end of term for the kids, you know, the holiday around the corner. You know, I was trying to get Milo excited about the holiday. Um, so I said to him, you know, because he wants to go on his iPad all the time. That's all an eight year old wants to do. So I yeah. said, look up a fact about um, Dubai. And then I started telling him what I just told you, Satch, about how, mm. you know, the, the, well, not telling you, sharing with you guys about how there are more Indians in Dubai than there are you know, local Emiratis. How, how long do you think his attention span stayed with me? I'd, I'd, honestly, if it was more than three seconds, I'd be surprised. Milo was not interested. I was like, all right, fine. So he wandered no, off. Is, I mean, come on. That That's is a, boring, isn't it? That's a dad fact. If you, I, why would I even care? That is the worst thing for him to look up as a fact. I mean, let's give him a chance. Just want him to feel a bit proud about, you know. Should, that, should, I, should I give you a fact actually about Dubai that I learned this week? Yeah, please, please. And I pass this on to my son. I See, will. This is a bit of a dad fact, actually. I think Tommy might like this one. Yeah, there so, you go. I, I already do. I think it was 1970. So not many, how many years was that? 50, 50 years, ago, years ago. Yeah. There was only 13 cars registered in Dubai or something like that. Uh, look at that. That's a good fact. That yeah. is a good fact. Yeah, but I bet they were still there. I bet they're all 13 Rolls Royces or something like but that. Knowing, but, but knowing your son... Yeah. You sort of surely get him sort of where it's, what he's going to be interested in. That is like, you know, what is the population of camels or something yeah, in yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or, you know, the mode of transport when it, when it used to be camels and what was the average speed? 
Yeah, okay, fine. I'll move it on to some of that. But I just thought I'd start with a bit of, you know, Desi Pride. Sorry, Kedge. I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought, to find how many Indians are in Dubai. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, thought, I thought you'd be proud. Okay, fine. The, the other thing that went on this week, of course, the big thing, the huge thing that went on this week was Anthony Joshua fighting Pulev. Um, that uh, went down. So I, I, I watched that. I watched the fight. I got all geared up for a big night in and Gossie had no one over. So it felt quite selfish to get the fight and just I, watch I it. Did, I did to message me. you a few times to say, shall we, shall we zoom chat while we watch this? But I, I, you didn't address, you just ignored it twice. And no. I just, I'm not going to go <laughs> in again because I was quite looking forward to watching it and having a zoom chat with somebody. So, okay. So at that time, so I've got obviously my wife and who lives here in the house. She's a, a housemate of mine, and, <laughs> and yeah, she, 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 when I say housemate, it's a bit like having a landlord living with me as a renter. Yeah, right. Um, and um, but also her um, her niece is staying with us at the moment. I, I right. mentioned this before. And at, just as the fight was about to start, they came and sat down. They came oh, and joined me. Oh, and I, okay. They weren't they weren't even in the room at the time. I was like, oh, I said, what's, what's going? But they they like a bit of Anthony Joshua. Right. Oh, I see. And then you obviously you can't have Kedge then. Exactly. Yes. Or just or just Kedge just expressing any opinions where other people are present. Because obviously I know that Kedge <laughs> is served with a massive pinch stroke bag of salt, but they don't. They're, you know, I'm going to keep getting looks or raised eyebrows or frowned. Like, what? Did he just say what I thought he said? Yeah, but you don't understand Kedge. And then I, then I got to explain that. Kedge. I'm, I'm tired of explaining Kedge. Satch, <laughs> you know, you know what that's like that involves. You know, you, you've, misunderstood, you've misunderstood him. Please, honestly, put the guns down. Put the guns down. You've misunderstood. I'm just tired of that conversation. Right. No, no but basically, oh, the, the selfish thing about it was also was that I, I ordered KFC to be delivered, right? Oh, oh. Let me just share my pain. This is with Deliveroo. I'm going to out them, right? Because I had a nightmare. So, That's a good fight. Fight munch. Perfect, right? Get back. You didn't get that. You didn't get that gravy thing, did you? No, I didn't. I did see that. I actually got um, some other like um, box job because some of the others were nibbling on it as well. I didn't want to share share my quote. Boxing, yeah, very good, right? Yeah, right. And um, and ordered the food. My address is on there. Bang! Here I am. I pinned it. I've never, I've never even played around with, with the app enough to be in different locations. It's not like my Uber, right? What happens? Yep, the, the man's outside, right? He says, "Oh, y- your driver's nearby." Brilliant. I'm, I'm looking at the window. I'm looking. I'm like, a, so I'm like a little puppy, right? Looking at the window, steaming up the window, and mm. then the phone rings, and he went, "Hello, boss." Yeah, right? he goes, "I'm outside your house." I said, I- "I'm at, I'm at the front door." I said, <laughs> Where are you? And he said the name of my road. I went, "Yeah." I said, "What's the postcode?" He said, "The postcode." I went, "Yeah, that's the one." I said, "Where are you?" It's freezing. It was freezing over that weekend. So I'm, up, I'm looking up and down the road thinking, I said, are you sure? He said, my door number. I said, and I go, where are you? And he said a few other things. And I went, you're not, you're not on my road. You're on the same oh. road, of, the same road with the same name, but somewhere miles away. I said, how's that happen? Because I said, you're saying my postcode. And he went, oh, hold a minute. Then at that, the call got interrupted. Another call came through because they're monitoring it at Deliveroo headquarters. But this oh, time, wow. right? Yeah. She was, oh, hello, sir. We, we can hear that you're having problems. What's going on? She went, right. Okay. There's a problem with the pin drop. They pinned the wrong place. Okay. Oh, the wrong, the wrong road. Fine. No problem. She presses some buttons. She goes, check your account on your delivery thing. Credited with the amount. She has reordered the food. I went, oh, man. Oh, that's another Worst. Okay, so I reorder the food. Do, 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 do it again. But this time, when I look at the map, my pin is actually telling me that I'm at that other road with the same name. So now the map's changed to actually <laughs> put me there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, and I'm going into my details. My address is correct. Right, right. 
in Dubai. And that's what I was at home, right? So then the guy's going, and I can see where the driver is now. I'm following him, and he's like 10 minutes away from that other address. I'm trying to ring him, and it goes, you can't ring from this number. You've got to ring from a number associated with the account. I'm like, this is the only number I've got, right? So I'm trying to ring, so I can't do that. Then I'm trying to ring that woman back who just rung me to tell me that she's crediting my account, right? Couldn't get through to her. No one's picking up. So this is a nightmare. And then the food gets in, and the driver rings. Guess what he says? What? I'm outside. I said, no, you're not, bruv. You're not, bruv. <laughs> You ain't outside. He goes, what? I go, no. I go, look at, and I'm going to him, have you got a phone with you? Look at the postcode where you are. Now look at the order slip or whatever he goes. He goes, we don't have a slip. I go, where's your sat nav? He goes, I'm, a, I'm on a moped. I went, oh. So yeah. I went like, right. So it's all of that nightmare going on. In the end, they can't even refund me because she goes, you paid by the credit. So all I can do now is refund you more credit. I said, I don't ever want to use Deliveroo again. I've got enough time to go and get it. So I end up driving to the to KFC. KFC. Yeah. Picked up my own food, was back in 10 minutes. I thought I should have done that. It's now 9.30 and I ordered my food originally at 7 o'clock. Um, and then I, I, was on the, I was on the phone to Deliveroo for about another 20 minutes, 30 minutes complaining. And I got oh, 15, wow. 15 pound Deliveroo credit plus the nearly 30 quid I was spending on KFC for myself. And so <laughs> I'm saying, what I'm saying is when you next come over, we've got a KFC much, or maybe I but, should just order it when I'm at your house or something like that. So, But then we're going to have to go so, and get it from the other location though. Probably. I don't know what's going to happen, but the main thing is it was a nightmare, but everything turned out okay because I had to step up. Being the bundle that I am, I went and got my chicken, I watched my fight, and everything was restored. Remember when I throw stones at your window? I could tell you're the one, you're the end goal. We were said we were what everyone was. No one thinks when you're deep and you're in it. Communicate like we're on different planets. It was time, it was done, but we didn't end Look at us now, what have we become? I don't recognize us anymore. How many times can we break our hearts? Malik's new one there called How Many and how many Christmas presents have you wrapped this year? How many of you, how many have you actually physically wrapped? I hate wrapping. I've wrapped none. Zero. 
uh, but my wife has wrapped about a thousand, and I'm grateful to her for that. It's just so what do you do? It's just, oh, it's just such a nightmare job. Then it wrapping is just long, and it's you got to just. There's no way of rushing it, and I like this, to rush everything. Are you still doing presents this year? No, no actually, no. Well, we're not, but we're doing presents for like you know nieces, nephews, other mm. family members, and you know people Does like it, that. So, so yeah. Am I am a, I getting am I getting hints of a little bit of bar humbug here from Tommy? I'm becoming a bit of a Buddha Sandu. Well, I don't appreciate that last statement, and, and I hope that that kind <laughs> yeah, of title doesn't. But slightly, I mean. I mean, wrapping presents is part of the Christmas experience, and you no. know the joy of of oh look this is what i got this person nah, i'm gonna um, wrap it up and give well, it nicely. i hate wrapping i hate wrapping yeah. stuff it's the word it's just pointless like, i'm sorry just give it in the box it came in in a carrier bag Job I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say and, and and i don't know even if this is you can say these things in these times go on i don't know any man who's either good at rapping <laughs> or likes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> firstly <laughs> Based on my my sightings of life, I'm yes. not. I, I'm sure there are men that are good at rapping, uh, but there are that that there is. In general, women are better at rappers. For example, yeah, I would just want to say this as well. Like a, a man, I because I'm physically stronger than my wife, I'm better oh, at, clean, at cleaning the oven than she is. I I'm, I think that cleaning the oven is a man's job. It takes weight. It takes uh, arms. Your arms burning by the end of it. You do it properly, bruv. You gotta get that. Like it's a it's a task. It's You're a right, it's a open what the hell angle. Are you cooking? Uh, no, what are you cooking? cooking? You need to scrub me that hard. You know, you just uh, that that bottom tray. All the you little can scrub anything that hard if from another. That means that means you never cleaned your oven properly. You must. You got to clean all the, the shelves, the wire racks. Oh my god, you got to go up and down this each and the wire racks. You banging nail into those little the little cross junctions. In there, so that is sticking and dripping into all the. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how Tommy. Maybe he don't know how to use his oven. Maybe that's the problem. What I can't believe you don't get little bits of debris or food in your oven. I mean, but you, not that, not that bad. You, know, you, have, you have a tray at the bottom that collects it. Yeah, okay, okay. That well, that trays to cooking. What do you mean, like a tray? No, no. Well, I've got a box. Shells. You always have. I always keep a tray at the bottom so that it collects any other cheese or anything residue that's going to fall. Yeah, but okay, then that gets libered, right? Yeah, yeah but you then, take it out and wash it. Wash it. Yeah, but it takes a good old scrub to get it properly back to its original self. I, I think you need to get a non-stick. No, it is not. I think you. I, I don't think you lot are doing a good job in cleaning your ovens. I, I reckon if I go around there, there's probably like a, it probably looks like a little bit of astroturf in the bottom of your ovens. I reckon. I, I don't even want to talk about this because it's boring. Well, yeah. yeah anyway, my point. My point is forget forget all the um the forget general the sweeping statements about men and women. What I will yeah. say is there was a woman whose picture has gone viral online because she posted a picture of her husband's attempt at rapping whether well, i say attempt there, well, there was no attempt there's a pile of presents she tweeted she tweeted a picture as a pile of her presents all wrapped nicely done by her and her husband's pile of presents which are still in the amazon box they were delivered in so it's just that Lovely. brownie beigey box with amazon written inside and he's put a pile there and he's gone there you go merry christmas I, I just you, uh, to be fair I, i'd just put a little bow on that and be like yeah there you go done one of those sticky bows stick it yeah. on there there you go See, uh, I, think, I think the way we are going and with climate change and all that, I think that should now be allowed because yeah. I think buying wrapping paper for anyone who's over 10 is a waste of money. Yeah, I agree. 
because yeah, it is a lot of it is a lot of trees that you're cutting down and, and unnecessary and now that we have got amazon that's all delivered in boxes it's got wrapping paper in it yes then, then, then why don't we just i think that guy is on to a game-changing idea and actually yes. what better than to wake up run down to your christmas tree and you just see loads of amazon boxes you know you're in for a good christmas one, one more time then catch amazon zindabad <laughs> but it is but hold on just rewind a little bit and we have never spoken about this and i, I don't think people have spoken about this openly and as much okay. as i am amazon zindabad there is one part of amazon that drives me nuts and i'm sure it does everyone else but no What's one that? ever talks about it. go on what is it that brown paper in the box stinks like ulti <laughs> nuts yeah. like, can't, it, say I've, can't say i've smelt it mate it, what do you how can you not smell it if you leave that box open anywhere in your house because oh i can't be bothered to go to the recycling bin right it reeks your whole house out it's now, just that brown paper smell of wooldy no it's it's, re- it's probably recycled paper which means yes. it's recycled from like like dirty paper or whatever it is because yeah, probably yeah because there is a there is a stench you're right it really goes up your nose and into your cavities and it's just like oh my like if anyone opens an amazon box i'm like the first one with the amazon police running to ship that out you could not leave that in your house no, no. Okay, so yeah, right. But that's that's the inside of the box. But, so you 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 haven't got no issue with the outside. So you would keep you would keep the Amazon boxes as wrapping. What about what about if you like spray spray painted it? You could spray paint the boxes yeah. silver. Once just it's effort. It's you got to put you know some sort of cloth down uh, on your table. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one sort of thing I would say about wrapping paper is is that you shouldn't buy it around Christmas anyway. I always end up buying it like after christmas and keep it for next year i see well done see that's that's some serious forward planning i'm nowhere near no, but it's just you're in rough 73 no it's like if i'm going into the supermarket let's say after christmas you can pick up three rolls for like 50p yeah who casually walks in to tesco on january the 16th no no i'm not january the paper. i'm getting excited if it's, if it's there if it's there i'm buying it mate trust me it comes in handy who does that that is that is come off it bro of course people do that
Clara Hermit, has anyone heard of her? Oh she's yeah. She's a radio presenter. Yeah. No, I've, never. I've, I've worked with her. Clara oh, really? Yeah. Clara, Clara Hermit. Hermit. Please, what do you think you've worked with her? Where have you worked with her then? No, I've, I've worked with her at One Extra. She used to be a presenter at One Extra. Oh, okay. okay. No. Yeah. So anyway, I came across this story about, about her and what she's doing in like over the next few weeks. And I thought, this is interesting. This could be a game changer and this is something for the future. And I think maybe something that we might want to get involved with. So basically, she's, um, as we said, she's a, a radio presenter on BBC uh, London. Hmm. And she's looking to raise £10,000 for charity. And I thought, okay, that's a nice thing. Bye. Yeah advertising brands on her forehead wow which you can't do at the bbc so what, what how does that oh work? no I, I don't think it's, she's doing it through her, her show it's just oh her, like a personal her, like yes. she's making herself a personal like mutter yes. billboard not, you are allowed to live a life outside the bbc no yes. you're not i can i can vouch for that <laughs> you are definitely not <laughs> <laughs> should we, do you want to, do you want more detail on that or should we just leave it there yeah save, I, uh, save that for another podcast save it another save it for the special exactly so <laughs> basically special oh my when 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 whenever that decides to get dropped oh i had a dream about that yeah, episode 500 all right look out for that one <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's when we'll that's when it'll be wrapped up um so um no you're saying so she's she's advertising on a matter now i've heard about similar things like this where pregnant yes. women were advertising on their bellies i remember that story from a few yes. years ago it's kind of like yes. the same thing it's like and, and now with masks i guess that's the only area she's thinking well that's yeah. any area that's kind uh, of on display it's, it's- I think it's just a good idea. Like she's, so she's basically doing it over three weeks, one one uh, brand a week. Um, she's basically going to have a uh, temporary tattoo uh, right across the middle of her forehead, and it's basically just to raise money for charity. I thought that's a good thing. Like obviously, you know, as you said, like your face is covered up and stuff like that now, and you know you don't know where to put a logo and this that, and the other. I just think this is different, and I, I can actually see people having this in the future. I can just see it. Like this year's been bonkers. Why not? What, why not? Why not just put the advert across a mask? Because that's surely the best place for an advert right now. But, but yes, wearing your mask all the time, then it's a bit useless. This is making a statement. It's on your head, bruv. See, oh, that's good. I, I could go to town because whatever she's got, I've got like billboards four times the size. If I use my head, I could have QR codes, discount vouchers. You could, t- you know, look around well, the yeah, back. Yeah, because you could, you could split your head. So you could either go for the full wrap round. Yeah, can, uh, I buy, can, I, can I buy a little space and say for this area called Satch on 07? Yeah, yeah. Like how you have those billboards in India. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, you could have this. You could have the space around the ears because you're a music man and you could like promote your DJing services around my ears. That's kind of relevant. It's where the audience will be mm. looking for you, Satch. I just hope that the Dick's Carpenters doesn't get involved with a advertising campaign because imagine well, having that plastered around their forehead. But anyway, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is it's the, the, the Dick's Carpenters down Watford High Street. Oh, okay. If they, if they pull out, you know, advertising space on our forehead. I mean, it can't be a great look, can it? <laughs> have you had underlay done by Dick? <laughs> I haven't actually used used their services yet. So Dick hasn't laid anything in your house at all. <laughs> he hasn't as yet. Okay. It's, 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 it's in my it's in my uh, phone. This number because it oh, could okay. never well, come in handy. Who knows? Yeah, little drunkard night. Oh, I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> but oh, it's funny. Dick. It's funny that you talk about different parts of your body being used for advertising. Yes. Because this is actually happening in Australian cricket. So you know the, the Australian Big Bash League. 
which is the equivalent of the IPL in India. The Australia yes. have got the, yes, the Australian yes, Big Bash that, yeah. League. Um, they're going to be using a new advertising strategy on umpires because, as you know, the players are all covered. Like, you know, when you see cricket from around the world, players have got – there's a lot of logos and sponsorship on cricket players. You know, the back, yes. the shoulders, the sleeves, the stomach. I mean, the India's new cricket top is disgusting and it's been criticised massively by India fans because the logos are so huge along the whole stomach and everything – you actually forget it. They've actually become bigger than the word India. Okay. And so a lot of fans have been complaining about that. But but going back to the, the Big Bash League, this is going to be the f- it's going to be a first, apparently, by uh, this brand company called Rexona, which is owned by Unilever. They are going to be going for the groundbreaking armpit advertising on umpires. Oh, very ah, good. Very, yes. So, that's so good what idea. this means is that their logo and their two logos will be only seen when the umpires signal a six. Oh, Brilliant. nice. Or, Brilliant. If it, or if it's, there's a buy, which is the one hand, then they put the one hand up or a power play signal, then the hand goes up. It's the one hand. So sixes and the power play. And that's when you see this logo. And they, they're actually going about now trying to, um, uh, what do you call it, trademark pitvertising, because that's what they're calling it. Yeah. I think this is genius. Don't you just love great. it when someone comes up with a great idea like this? So I forget what they call it. I, I'm not, I remember because I studied advertising and marketing right at university. Yeah. And I think the term for it was ambient marketing. I might be wrong, but it's like the first place they was putting when they put adverts in crazy places was on um, the nozzles of pumps, you know, uh, when, at petrol stations. Oh, yeah. Right? It was like, oh, that was seen as like, that's really clever because obviously you're just stood there. What are you looking at? You know, so yeah. it's like it's a good place. So this is just taking it up to the next level. Is it going to be armpit related advertising? So is it like, is it sure? Is it surely links? You'd want to get into that space, surely. Yeah, of course. And your brand is associated with exciting things because you're saying because they lift their arms. It's like you say, it's a six. It's a power play. Um, so those are those are exciting I, things I, in the game. I think it'd be quite, you know, if you could have different logos of it, so you get to see the different ones and the different hands, you know, you tell the umpire actually, you know, for the first power play, use your left hand for the next one so that you see different things. And then, you know, maybe they change it in the drinks break. So, you know, it's always, it becomes actually more interesting than the cricket game because what's under the umpire's armpit. Then in which case they should, they could put that pit advertising like on wrestlers. Imagine Pardon. like, but pitvertising, yeah, right? Yeah. They could do pitvertising on like something like, say, wrestlers, and then like, yes. but just on the inside of the thigh. So then when they're about to suplex them, you just see like health insurance pop up on the inside of their cheddar. Yeah. And then uh, pow, slam down on the floor. You're like, I mean, oh, yeah, I, mean, I better get it covered. There's, there's nothing better for like the Undertaker to slam someone with, you know, advertising Undertakers. Exactly. Med- yeah, funeral exactly. services. Yeah. Makes sense. I think, and I think this will translate. If this works, this will translate definitely into football because obviously the football referee uh, lifts his armpits a lot and, and raises his arms and everything like that. And, and I think they should have even advertising for, you know, the serial divers of, of the Premier League. They should have it on their armpits as well because, you know, like over the weekend sometimes, you know, some people, like, it looks like the wind has changed direction and then they're going, like, whoa, like, like, you know, as if they've been shot by a sniper, you know. Uh, Mama Salah, not to mention any names, but, um, you know, it's just like... Wow, you would see like, whoa, he's just, you know, two tickets to, I don't know, Egypt or something on Egypt Air or something. It'll be brilliant. When, when he dives. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's funny you say that about Mo Salah because Mo Salah is on every single advertising thing out here in Dubai at the Why? moment. I, I, I see him a lot at the moment. Fly like Mo Salah. Glide through Glide. the air like Mo Salah. 
Well, the, I think the last one I saw when I was driving down that Sheikh Zayed Road was um, he's, he's, he's sponsoring the, uh, the, the iPhone, the new one, 12. Is that the 12? It's a massive picture of him. I was like, but that's humongous. But he's everywhere. Oh. Yeah, but for obvious reasons, you know, he's, he's you know, the winners of the Premier League. They, you know, they're, he's, he's top man. He, you know, he's a top man, yeah. Exactly. And and also, Kedge captained him this week and his team. Even though he could have captained Harry Kane, which the rest of the nation did, Kedge backed Salah. So don't, any Liverpool fans are a little bit upset at Kedge's kind of, kind of passive aggression towards Liverpool. Hang on, um, hang on. And Arsenal and anyone else, right? Just, just, just note this. He captained Salah because deep down he thinks Salah is better than Kane. <laughs> also, when this podcast comes out, we would have known the result of Tottenham versus Liverpool. Right. Oh, yeah, that's also feel true. Feel free yeah. to send me loads of abuse if you yeah. want. I, I hope Salah not only scores his hat-trick, right, uh, but he sort of, uh, the equivalent of slam dunks it over Kane's head and then turns around, lifts his armpit and says, fly like Salah. There's the advert on my pit. <laughs> <laughs> I found the, yeah. uh, the the film that I was... Your, man, talking... your manhood. <laughs> Dick's Carpenters. No, <laughs> I, I, found, I found the film that I was banging on about. Do you remember last week's podcast? And if you missed it, listen back. But I was talking about this fella who uh, was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And oh. he was talking about this film that he's made called Phenomenon, which is about aliens. And, and it's, it's, you know, the most revered uh, film to exploit how true this, all this phenomenon about alien life form on this planet is. I found it. Yeah. All right. Go on, give us your verdict. 
turned off the lights, popcorn was ready. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something Something flopped, something happened. Or, or just yeah. before you watched it, you got abducted. Um, and they, and they probed we, you. Well, I think we could be close. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, now, just a point, this, this, this phenomenon that you're talking about, I looked it up. I just Googled it. So I haven't seen it. I didn't even click on the trailer. The trailer's available to watch, right? And, and, and basically, this is now accounts from a series of people who are respected in aviation and flying. And like, these are like army people, you know, kind of things. It's a bit like, mm. you know, with the social media, uh, social dilemma. Remember that documentary that yeah, lifted yeah. the lid on social media and they were all people from Snapchat, Google, you know, they were from those industries, Facebook. And they were, and they were saying things like, we wouldn't let our own kids go on this social media thing. And that's what makes you going to go, whoa, you actually do this for a living. You're in the scene. And the same way, these are actual pilots, right, kid? Yeah, so they're, they're they're pilots. They've there's 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 a, a husband and wife on a farm. Um, just okay, that sounds a bit wacky straight away. No, I know, I know. Husband and wife on a farm sounds very typical. That's like oh my god, that's <laughs> men in black. That's everything. But 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 you got to but but that's what I thought, and I and I, and I was very I, I was like I'm going to watch this and not be a sucker into believing everything. You know what I mean? I'm going to question everything because I don't want to be that plonker who just goes yeah yeah yeah. You know, Kedge has gone woo woo, and he's like oh no. So are we doing are we doing New Year's, New Year's resolutions now? Like Kedge doesn't want to be a plonker anymore. What's that? What? <laughs> Oh, just wait, wait a week, wait a week or two, brother, and then, then announce it. You, don't, you haven't got to go early. You haven't got to go it's, early on that. It's brilliant because it goes back 50, 60, 70 years, actually. And it goes back a long time to to uh, people's stories, photographs from back then. I mean, you can't doctor a photograph from, you know, the 1950s or whatever it is, 60s. And they've got photos from back then. And there's been, like... I didn't know this, but there's they, there was a site in America. Was it America? Yeah, it was America, where the spaceship landed, and they've got the marks of it on the floor. Well, that's like crop circles that they say, but some of them could be fraud and things like that. Mm. Well, yeah, but I mean, this was like they they've like there's a school in Australia. I don't want to give you too much away, but there was a school in Australia where a, a round circular disc landed, hovered above them, and then it landed behind some trees in a forest. And the kids ran towards it, okay, because they saw it. All these kids recount the story and they all say the same thing and then they were told because they were visited so the so the science teacher of the school who ran out with the kids was then uh visited by some big fbi dude in australia you know secret service person and goes you ain't talking about this ever again Ooh, see i like stuff like that look, look, look where the tr- tr- I, I I genuinely, you've already sold this to me. Phenomenon is what yeah. it's called, right? This is actually it's scary, but yeah. I think I mean it makes it, obviously it makes no. It, how can we be the only people in the whole galaxy okay. to be uh, yeah. this far ahead? And was this the? Do- I might be getting because as I started looking into this documentary, kids, other things were popping up. Is this the one that touches on how Trump was apparently about to just reveal? That's it- that's that's another one. Oh, okay, right. Uh, so look, there's quite a few things kicking around, but th- these are, I think, th- these are fun times to indulge in that kind of thought process. I know, Satch, I know you love it as well. Can I go? Mm, yeah, man. Yeah. Br- bring on some alien action. 
I'm in. I, like, you know, they, people are saying COVID is just a test. It's them testing us, testing our resilience as human beings or whatever, or they can see what we're doing. There's all these theories to it. So, I, I mean, so Phenomenon is definitely one to watch. Um, what else have you seen this week? Um, apart from the fight, I'll tell you what we watched the Joshua fight. Um, Kedge, I watched Unhinged. Oh. I was going to say, okay, this is the film that Kedge was on about last week. Oh. Uh, it's, it's it's Russell Crowe in what is basically a modern day modern day, so, you know, a new a new version of Michael Douglas's falling down. If you remember Mike, Michael Douglas in falling down snaps and loses it. He's just at the end of his tether, and um, Russell Crowe takes end of his tether to another level. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a very like you said it's quite a graphic film. It's quite a graphic. You see some pretty crude action scenes but it's a it's, it's a thriller really is what it is it's a it's a crazy man after a woman and they spend the whole film on the run from him it's brilliant it's tense it's wicked and uh, me, and you, you you said it as well my wife was my wife covered her face while she was watching it but I yeah think, I th- uh, it wasn't. It wasn't to not look at me. It was the screen. But also, I think there's a great life lesson at the end of it. If you do get to the end of it, there's a great life lesson. And I've been far more behaved since then. Well, what was the great life lesson? Well, don't do what you what what what. Oh. You no, it's it's not a life lesson. It's a, you mean the driving? Do you mean the driving lesson? Well, yes. Just yeah. be. Kind. Yeah, be be kind. Okay, yeah, be kind. And actually, sorry is just a word. <laughs> yes, sorry. sorry is just a word. My mum actually said that to me years ago. That was her lesson in life about about getting married. She was sorry, Hannah. Just Just say sorry. Say it once. Everything's okay. You haven't even got to mean it. Is what she said. Love it. My mum. But she's basically the basis of her relationship with my dad. So there you go, dad. I know he listens to the podcast. Mum didn't mean it all those times. She said she was sorry. It's, it's funny that you guys are kind of watching stuff like that. Obviously, Tommy's watched like this great film about um, with Russell Crowe and stuff. And it, uh, Kedge has been watching this show about um, aliens and, and how it's sort of, you know, uh, so real and stuff like that. One thing I actually watched was, um, it sounds pretty stupid now, to be fair, compared to, to, to your guys' bits. <laughs> um, but it, it fascinated me. And it was something I saw on this um, really... Um, you know, Arabic channel. It's called Dave. I don't know if you've ever heard of this channel. David. David. Oh, is that what it is? Al David. Al David. No, no. It's called Dave anyway. Yeah. And, um, the show was about um, Eddie Hall. Have you, you, everyone knows who Eddie was. The world's strongest man. Oh, oh yeah. 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 British. British world's strongest man. Yeah. So anyway, he's going round and he's basically doing a show which is the the same as sort of um, man versus food. Right. And um, one thing that I saw and I thought we have to go to this, me, us three, definitely, is that there's a place in Bradford that makes a three kilo non. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm in. Yes. Why does it weigh so much? Three no, it's going to be. It's going to be a kimono non. That's why. No, that's it's not. It's a. It's a normal non. That's three yeah, kilos. Human. They're basically. They're basically saying it weighs the same as eight feather pillows, and it's the equivalent of having forty-five pita breads together. One non. Oh. Okay. Imagine. So, there's no, there's so, no so is, it, is it really dense? Like, is it thick? No, it's just a normal, like same normal non size, but it's just humongous. It's like a blanket. Oh, so like a so the length of it is like a blanket of so the blanket of naan, basically. Oh, yeah. imagine that garlic blanket naan, <laughs> just wrap me up in it. I'd oh, roll myself. It's, 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 it's actually a challenge, and I thought we could do this. It's oh, no, no, no. you can't eat, you can't eat, you can't eat a couple's worth of naan. Oh, right. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, I'm good. We or should put this to the test. Or, or, or we should, all three of us should be wrapped up in it and you've got to eat your way out. That could be a challenge. <laughs> Better. Our podcast versus any other podcast. Any other podcast was to take us on. And I go, yeah. We're going to go, right, let's wrap ourselves up in a massive nun. I'm just thinking about the size of the tandoor. How the, yeah, how do you even It's, it's, it's massive. You... I saw it on the telly. It was like huge. It was yeah. huge. I think we could put Kedge in there and cook him. <laughs> it's that much. Well, well, how much does it well, cost? Hey, how much did it cost? No, it, is, it doesn't say how much it costs. It basically is, is what it is, is it's a challenge. You have to eat all three kgs with a curry um, in 35 minutes. If you um, do it, you, the naan's free. Otherwise, you've got to pay. It can't be that much, actually, because you think, right, it's the equivalent of 45 pita breads. Eight pitas you can get for a pound, I'm pretty sure, right? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably in about a fiver. Result. Yeah. Even if it's a tenner, I still think it's worth it. <laughs> well done, Sam. Let's go, let's go, Brad. Look at Sam. Sam you, you've been hanging around with all them shakes in uh, in, uh, in in Dubai for too long. Even Ooh. if it's a tenner, he's balling. He's balling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And, and one thing I watched, though, like, I, I want to share this with you. This is because this is incredible. Um, a pre-screening, uh, which I watched today, of Wonder Woman 84. It comes out. By, by the time this podcast comes out, it's out. So it came out on the is Wednesday. She, she, why is it 84? Is that how old she is in the film? No, or? no. It's set in 1984. Oh. Right? So the whole thing. Was, was um, Anil Kapoor in it? No, he, he wasn't. Why is that? That's 24. No, that's 1942. Loves. Oh, got oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he got his numbers wrong around and got the numbers wrong. No, but, what happened? Interestingly, 42, exactly half of 84. Have you just done some weird... Are you, maybe you're just a math genius. You don't even realise it. Maybe I'm um, just an alien. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Wonder Woman 1984, I watched it at the IMAX as well. And you know how beautiful Ooh. that is. Um, yeah. it's, only, it's only the second cinematic film I've seen this year. We watched Tenet earlier this year and now this one. Um, it's brilliant, guys. It's, it's really brilliant. It's, no, but no, is it... No, no. Like in terms of just a wham bam bit of entertainment, it's it's great. The film starts off. I'll tell you, it's like um a, a, like a combination of Quidditch from Harry Potter mixed oh, with mixed mixed with basically superhero abilities. And so you see you see a young Diana, her Wonder Woman, and then her going through the ages because she's a bit like Captain America. So she's lived for ages. She lived for you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. And then she um and then she's in 1984. And genuinely, there's a there's a message in there about female empowerment, you know, about you got, you got, a, a, you know, a woman lead here, right? Gal Gadot, by the way, who's amazing. Um, She's good. Who's, who leads this film. You know, you feel the impact of the crashes, the cars, the flips, the, the, the stuff. You, you got it all. You got proper wham, bam, tamasha. It's, it's great. And it's, I think this would be a great inspiring film for any young girl to see, but even like, like I want Myla to see it. It's just a great film about, cause you see Wonder Woman grow up. So in that respect, well, that transition, I think, is good. And you hear about I, I, morals and life morals. I think the ultimate test with you, Tommy, is, is um, and, and I know you're notorious for this, is uh, did you fall asleep during yes, at any point? I did. I fell asleep twice. There you oh, go. there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but that was because it's a two and a half hour film. So I think I fell asleep at about the one hour 50 mark twice till about two hours 10. Then I felt <laughs> the end was in sight and then I was okay. But it's just because you put me in a dark room and you, and you give me a big seat. I'll fall asleep. I'll, you know, it can happen at any occasion. <laughs> Tommy Randev giving the big yarn about the film. And then, yeah, did you fall asleep? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, but I, I fell asleep during Toy Story 1 in the cinema. I mean, like, Toy Story 1 is, like, no, the first one is, is amazing. That's a cartoon. It's okay. It's allowed. No, it's not a cartoon. How can you can't call Toy Story a cartoon? Toy Story well, is like um, magic is what it is. And it's, it's a classic. Anyway, my point is, my falling asleep is not in any correlation or relation to the film and its entertainment factor. 
it's a it, it's a good film. I think I think you'd enjoy it, and it's one to see in the cinema if you can get to the cinema over the Christmas period. Take your kids; they're gonna love it. So Tommy's pointing uh, to the past, 1984, with his Wonder Woman film. Yep. It's, gonna... on my, it's on my film. Good well, story. You, <laughs> you, so you, Tommy is Wonder Woman. No, I'm, I'm not. But, yeah. He's but, in it. He's in it. I saw him in it. Exactly. Oh, can, you, can I quickly show you? You know who's in it? Very oh. briefly, Shabadi G. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Chibadi, he's got like a, but he didn't really say anything. He just, he's just one of the team. I won't say too much, right. but he's there. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I'm in the past. Why, where are you, Kedge? Where are you I, living? I'm going to point everyone to the future, and that's uh, actually into when, into the year 2021. That, that year that we're all looking forward to go into because obviously then coronavirus will disappear. Um, and look out for a, a, a show on Netflix, which has got the very, I, I really love this guy. I think he is brilliant. Nicolas Cage is going to be hosting a new show on Netflix called The History of Swear Words. Ooh. Oh, brilliant. I like the sound of that already. For only 20 minute episodes, he's going to be going around exploring the history, <laughs> the origins and the cultural impact of certain rude words. He's going to be he's got loads of other guests on it as well. I don't think the guests really matter. I think it's just going to be all about the words and where they all came from. And and I think that Netflix, if you are listening, we love you. I think you should give us, the Brownload team, the Desi version of History of the <laughs> And we will gladly do that for you. No, no, no. No, not we. There's only one person for this job. And we yeah. all know who it is. Exactly. And the great thing is, though, Satch, we, can, we, we could host this and we could just just kind of go, our next word is, and just use any part of Kedge's day and just kind of go, wow, let's just pick that word for there. Uh, and then, oh, let's just cross over to Kedge right now in his house. We have live cameras set up and you're going to go beep, beep, beep. You hear all the words and we go, right, great. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. I've not heard that one for a while. Yeah. What's the history of that? And then we analyze it. See, I, can, can I just say very quickly, I love word programs. Genuinely, I love the history of words. I lo- I've always loved like, like English literature word school. programs? No, no. Like, okay, so I love Countdown. I love That's like spelling. That's a bit weird, bruv. No, no. No, like Countdown or anything where you've got to fill in the gaps. Remember Crossword from... Uh, yeah, Tommy say that he likes the etymology of words, basically. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't even know what that word means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. What, yeah, I was going to make up some... some I was gonna, let's analyse the history of that word. Etymology. <laughs> Etymology from over here. Yeah, um, but but I would like to know, like, because obviously these were like I remember hearing about why people stick a finger up. Do you remember that? Remember hearing about what the reasoning behind was why you put a finger up is because something to do with the French um, resistance or some some sort of time in French history. They used to chop that middle finger off of people, and as they'd go. They'd they'd go to have their finger chopped off. People put their middle finger up at them to say, "Ha ha, I've still got my middle finger." So right. you know things like that. So there was a reasoning behind it. So I like all that. I like the historical reasons behind this. And this is this makes this is entertaining. It's educational, and you know it's you very can... educational. Yeah, and also you've picked you portrayed an image that I just swear all day long. You do swear. You swear. You do. So you, do. You, you honestly. You do. It, it, you do. But like, but some people sound okay when they swear like because you're, you're just skinny old kedge like like in the nicest way you yeah. don't sound mad you go ah it just sounds like a rant and a moan you like that old bunda in the pub you know he's just effing and blind in a way but it's all right whereas i've i found when i've sworn like even on, on stand-up like people don't like it you know they look at it and go, oh tommy just swore do you know it feels like that whereas kedge is like ah, it's all right it's yeah now. people the, people would really appreciate watching kedge yeah it's the drunk uncle yeah he shoots his mouth all the time don't worry about it <laughs>
My things we've learnt this week is um, Christmas related. And, oh, um, I like that you're doing that because I think yeah. we, the brown lad need to bring that Christmassy vibe into the country, to the world, <laughs> and where maybe it's slightly lacking a little bit at the moment. Yeah. So speaking of sort of you know celebrating Christmas around the world, my story is um, actually related to um, Japanese people and uh, how they celebrate <laughs> Christmas over there. Sorry, what are you laughing for? Just because you went, you big it up as Christmas, and then you went Japanese people, and I just found it like the most two furthest things to be connected. Japanese people what celebrate Christmas. I just, oh, that, I'd imagine, I'd imagine Japanese people go to town with Christmas. I reckon they, they, they definitely go, go to town. Go on, what, what, what have you heard? So every Christmas season, an estimated three point six million Japanese families treat themselves to. I know this. KFC. Yeah, uh, it's a tradition actually. I, I across could not Japan. believe I found that out today. Actually, yeah. wow. I could not believe it. I thought this has got to be on the brown though. Yeah, amazing. And and, and they, they they can actually. Do you know how how over you know back at home we sort of order our food from from you know where it comes from, um, and uh, you know not put your orders in, Yeah, not delivery, but like, you know put your orders in for the turkey and this that, and the other. People do that with KFC on Christmas Day. I could not believe it. <laughs> Honestly, if it arrives on time, I think that's a great idea because you get loads of food. You get loads of food. You put it all out. You've got potatoes. You've got gravy. You've got chicken. It kind of feels like a roast dinner. And no bunga. No hassle. If I had people around me who, who were advocates of fried chicken as much as I am, then I would, I would I'd say. And if, if everyone was cool with it, I'd go, yeah, let's go for it. I'd, yeah. have, I'd have to fast if I came around. No, you well, can have all the side bits, the corn and the cob and the chips. Oh, brilliant. And that. They do the, the, the vegan, vegan burger now, bro. Yeah, they, they do, do a vegan, vegan. Yeah, exactly. 
See, but yeah, that's... I just couldn't believe it. I thought that is a brilliant. Well, apparently, it's to do with the red of K- KFC. That they they uh, it's obviously good luck for them, and they also associate it with Christmas, the red and white, the colours of Christmas. So that's may- maybe to them, the Colonel looks like Santa. So is that anything? Oh, Santa <laughs> Colonel, same thing. Must you know? Must be. Um, now, where, where, it, where, where it actually came from, and this is, it, it was back from 1974, and, and it was to do with a marketing plan with, you know, because Japan don't really have any sort of traditions for, for Christmas, they put out a marketing plan around KFC saying, this Christmas, you've got to get your bucket, and it's basically stuck ever since. Wow. Well, it, 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 it works. Even like over here, they say now, I think the, the recent stat was 30%. Can't get your head around that. A third of Brits will have a curry on Christmas Day instead of traditional Christmas dinner. Oh, wow. Uh, that is come nuts. Come on. Really? That's, that's like saying, imagine a third of India having fish and chips for Diwali. It's like, what, what are you doing? Where's your roti and uh, whatever? It's, it's yeah. like, that's a Where's big deal. Where's yeah, yeah, no, none of that. We're going, you know. Mushy peas. Yeah, mushy peas. Exactly. <laughs> oh, great. So exactly. So okay, that's a, that's a cool thing, you know. Okay, so Japan's still honouring the KFC tradition on Christmas Day. Um, love it. My my one's a cool little fact, and I don't know what. Again, like I genuinely, I love words. I've just I've said that to you, right? The the uh, etymology of of words. Um, new one. I've got to just look up what it means afterwards. And um and it was um, when people say I'll be back in a jiffy. Why do they say that? Back Ooh. in a jiffy. Right. Back. Is it something to do with the jiffy bag? Nay. Oh, is it something to do? I'll be back in a jiffy. Is it from Jiff because it used to clean things quickly? Yeah, but it doesn't do ovens very quickly. You have, still have to scrub oh, very yeah. hard with the oven. Just, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, nothing to do with back the in jiff a Back in a jiffy. Is it because it's, gifts are very short, five seconds long. So it's like a giffy, jiffy, back in a jiffy. So by the time you watch one gif, I'll be back. No, no. It's got nothing with Jiffy Jiffies or anything that rhymes with that, Kedge, because I know where your mind's going. Uh, no, uh, it is. It is an actual measurement of time. Oh, a jiff, How, a jiffy. Oh, right? a jiffy. A jiffy is an actual measurement of time. How long is it? It's one hundred. One one hundredth. Yeah, one one hundredth of a second is a jiffy. So when they say back in a jiffy, I'll be back in one one hundredth of a like second. Which, so it's probably from the word giga. But they've just changed it to Jiffy. What are you talking? I have no idea what you mean. I, I just love how he's trying to tell you about. No, I'm just process it now that I've said it, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it because I thought I'd quickly claim it, but now that I'm trying to <laughs> process, was that, was that yeah. just was no, that just verbal it's not, diarrhea? Yeah. Okay. Let's, just, let's pretend that you didn't hear that bit no no let's make sure that this is not edited out Satch because this no, is no, I want no. everyone to Good know that, that we spend most of our time kind of going you what what are you in the back what and he goes nah but that's what, what's the problem can, can, I, can I explain something else on a little side note I was thinking about this the other day because thinking about the three of us and the podcast and everything and I thought you know sometimes people message us and go oh why'd you give Kedge a hard time and they go because we've edited out all the other times where he annoys us so all you're getting are those moments when actually he's right because Satchel's edited the right bits in so yes. you've got the and so we all go oh what are you on about what are you on about and actually he's blooming right and someone on message me going go, actually Kedge's got a point you know and I'm like oh man maybe Maybe he's a secret genius, but he's not. He's just, by the law of probability, he talks so much bookvast, some of it lands. That's all it is. <laughs> but but I've got, got to say, just as you've said that, Tommy, this is reminding me of something. I actually came, I met people that actually like Kedge out in Dubai. Oh, uh, you know what? That's hilarious. Club, while you're out there, start the fan club out in Dubai. Do I have to come over? Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? Honestly, 
every week I get a message saying they actually, yeah. they act, but people phrase it like, actually, Kedge is all right. Hope yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah, such yeah. a good, oh, and actually, like, I've grown to like Kedge. Or actually, <laughs> it's like that. It's like a, it's it's almost like, it's Kedge just, need. Huh? Like Kedge in need, like it's a charity. No, I don't think they're doing you any favours. They've just gone full circle. It's a bit like, like, like remember those jawbreaker sweets? Like, on paper, ugh, why would you want that? They hurt your teeth. They're hard to crack into. The muzzle doesn't really ever kick in. They're not really sweet. They don't taste of anything. They might even have a bit of a nasty flavour to it. But you still eat them anyway. That's Kedge. He's like, oh, he's, you know what? Just Ooh. just keep, chew, just chew your way through it. Eventually, so, yes. you'll get to the end of Kedge. You do have some love in Dubai, Kedge. And yeah. big wow. shout out to Seetal um, and Gavi, who I met this week. And Here we go. Love and the I, I today declare Seetal and Gavi to start the uh, the Kedge fan club UAE version. We'll, we'll come up with a different logo and all of that. You can. Oh, you so can... Will, that, will it not clash with all the other Kedge fans? <laughs> yes, you... just to distinguish it from all the different countries. Yes. You know what I mean, Nigeria, big in Nigeria. <laughs> Big in, you know, certain parts of Venezuela as well. So it's fine. Where? where, 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 where Venezuela. Venezuela. Buenos Aires. Is what? Venezuela. <laughs> anyway. Venezuela. What you learned is that KJ has fan clubs. The things that I learned is that Monopoly is, um, guess how old? This year. Oh. A hundred years old. Really? You think it's that old? You think Monopoly... Well, it in 1920. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Old Kent Road, I'm trying to think, Mayfair, they were all still, you know, re- regarded as up and coming. And Old Kent Road back then would have been maybe, maybe 1940, 1950. So maybe 75 years. Five years. 85 years. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. So not far off. Okay. okay. Favorite board game. Um, and actually, and I, and I thought, you know what? This was really interesting, and I think people need to know this, because like you, you like to know, you know, where the, the etymology of words and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the etymology of board games and how this came about. And it was actually invented by uh, a lady called Lizzie Maggie, um, and she's from the U.S., and she invented this a long time ago. Um, and the sole purpose of this game was that she wanted to teach people the importance of greed. And that to get mm. rich is unfair. Doesn't that change the whole game for you all of a sudden? Well, that that is, what, eh? I, I like, well, firstly, I like the fact that 75 years ago, in a, in a, in a, what would no doubt then have been just an absolute male dominated world of property and enterprise and business. Here's a woman mm. who's put the game together, a game that's lasted all the time. That's brilliant. Well, so, so she was, so hold a minute. So 1935 is when it originally became a board game. This lady invented this seven years before that. Yeah. So, okay. but you see, she didn't, it wasn't a game as such. She invented it and a lot, she's kind of been wiped out of history because what happened is there was a guy called Charles Darlow who heard about this and then he created his own version, basically nicked the idea, but then yeah. he sold the rights to a board gaming company at the time who then he's now gone on to make millions of pounds and he changed the rules so that the rules was beat the rest. Uh, and she, her rule wasn't that. No. And, and so, and, and, I, and I found that really interesting that hers was a bit more educational and actually maybe the world might have been a different place if we'd all followed her rules of monopoly. Well, see, and it's funny that you touched on that. I don't want to say too much because I wasn't going to say this. What you've just summed up there is in the Wonder Woman 84 film. 
Yeah, that oh. same thing about greed, how much we want, and and to be careful what you wish for. I guess is a message. So yeah, so yeah, I, I see that's because. I, I, what the way the guy made the game then monopoly is all about building up taking over dominating because it was a guy so he he looked at it a completely different way and he went the only rule there is to this game is you've got to beat the rest to win that's it yeah uh, and he millions from it and also just a little bit of trivia the most popular piece that everyone's voted for around the world on the monopoly board what do you reckon it is it's got to be the boot the boot is the number i, I, I always like the boot uh, look like a good boot I think it might be the dog. I don't use a dog, but it might be the dog. Such you win the show. It's the dog. Really? It's the dog. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. I never go for the dog either. I never go for the dog either. I should have gone for the dog. Just eat. Just eat. I should have gone for Snoop Dog instead of Blooming Deliveroo. There's the lesson. The lesson. This 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 week's podcast lesson is go with the dog. If there's ever an option or a chance to pick, and the dog is the one, choose the cutter. Yeah, you like that? You mentioned Snoop Dog. Can I just say, his tune for Just Eat is so good. Bruv, I sing it around the house. Did That's somebody good. say he Just did, Eat? Did, he did a better job for Just Eat than he did for any Bollywood song. And he probably got paid seven uh, for Bollywood. But that, that Sing is King thing is rubbish. No, no, Sing, no, sing is King. You, you can't do that. You can't say that. Actually, you're not, you, you're not allowed to say that. Sing is King is actually an anthem. It's great. And it's like, but... Uh, Butter, butter. Oh. I'm trying to get my butter. But he did, I think actually that was the basis because before with Sing is King, he was talking ingredients and then he just went the full hog and went like, yeah, chicken wings to the crib, you know, whatever he says. And, you know, um, whatever, futons and wontons on my futons, whatever it is. He did the other song as well. Where, what was it? That Satchel, no. He did the other song where he did a bit, bit more rapping in it for um, an Akshay Kumar film. It was about ice hockey or something. Speedy Sings or something. Speedy Sings, yeah. And, oh, was, and he, it, was he on there? I can't remember. I think he did. And he had a, li- a lyric which was, I'm going to zoom by in my car in Mumbai. Yeah, zoom by in Mumbai. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Come on. It's terrible. Why is that? That's not terrible. I'm going to zoom. No, but if, you're, if, you're, if you're a rapper and you've just heard the word Mumbai, you're going to go, yeah. I'm gonna zoom by. <laughs> that makes sense. That's a, that's that's my kind of rhyming. I like that. I'm down with that. Yeah. So no, I think I think a, I actually think Tommy wrote this song. Yeah, exactly. I could do I could do I could do loads more. Well, there you go. That's your takeaway lot of things that we learned this week. Quite literally, yes. take, something to take away from the take podcast away. Uh, and drop in the little facts. And listen, do me a favor as well. This week, your your mission is to tell every chef who is doing Christmas dinner or team of chefs. It might be like one person in the family or two or three people. They're going to get together. Tell them to put the brown load on while you cook. Here's what I I genuinely believe this. If you are happy when you're cooking and if you are cooking with love, their food will come out good, right? So I'd love for everyone to put the brown load on, even if it's some kind of mediocre quietly in the background, but you're hearing us chit chat whilst you're Mm. peeling, whilst you're cutting, whilst you're chopping, whilst you're boiling, all that marinating, whatever you're doing, basting, just have the brown load on and let me know whether the food comes out a little bit better this year. Can I, you know what, Tom, I'm just saying this year, had the brown load on, everyone was like, man, that came out perfect. Potatoes were extra crispy and fluffy in the middle. Rah, rah, rah. Do it. I'm serious. Do it, do it, do it. And email me, hello at thebrownload.com. Thank you, by the way, to everyone who emails us. We do read all the messages and um, it's nice to hear that. The brown load's got you through. Some people are catching up. Someone's like, man, I'm only on episode 19. And I'm like, wow. It's like, you know, and if, if anyone is, 
you know somebody wants to just you know wants to listen to us or used to listen to us on the radio they don't need to go back to you know episode one it's not a netflix special like that i'd love oh, to think that it, it is, is. Well, it is. <laughs> you can <laughs> bring johnny you if can you want to jump you in whenever jump in whenever we you know as you know we just chat about whatever's kind of going on in the world and look at it in our own weird and wonderful way sometimes so um so yeah go spread the word make sure we're on for christmas day and um and we will catch up with you next week take care which boys is, which is which is by the way christmas eve Next yeah. Christmas. Oh, is that when the next one comes out? Christmas Eve? Yes. Lovely. There you go. Nice little one to, to unravel, unwrap, get you in the festive spirit. Okay. Well, it's party time next week, boys. Bring your hats. I'll see you then. Laters. Laters. <laughs>